Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair and beauty source and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today. Organissima New York. Your beauty is our duty. What's up, party people? This is Kwame, and you are rocking with Chatters That Matter right here. Keep it locked. All right, peace. This is Rick Aaron, and you're watching Chatters That Matter with Dr. Cheryl Bryant-Bruce and Hurricane. Keep it locked. Hey, hey, hey. It's Cheryl Bryant-Bruce, MD, you know me, the celebrity doc, and I am here with my show host, my co-host, Hisham Elamati, Hurricane H. You are here with us on Chatters That Matter. Let's talk about it. Our show is here to educate, inform, and entertain you. And again, we have our little co-host here. This is Rosie, and we have Miss Mitzi. Who isn't feeling real well today, but they will be joining us in the show as they always do. So if you hear the little doggies barking, it's all right. They belong to me. The crew. So we, they are the crew, they're they're, (laughs) the rooting squad and all of that. And uh, we actually have a a guest doggy even with us today as well. So (laughs) it's a dog's world. Rusty's. (laughs) Hey, Rusty. Rusty. Hey, Rusty. (laughs) So this is the 50th anniversary. We're celebrating uh, the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And we have a full house tonight uh, joining us for this celebration. We also have a very special guest tonight that's here. And uh, we'll be bringing him on in in short order. Uh, I'm really proud of this guy. I, I love him very much. And he is actually coming to us from South Africa. Oh, no, no. This is the podcast he's going to be on. Okay. So we just had somebody pop in to join us. All right. Welcome, welcome. Hi. So, folks, as you're coming in, uh, hit the like buttons. Hit the share buttons, tell your friends so that they can come in and listen to us, join us and participate in the fun. In the meanwhile, because we have such a large collection of people, we are kind of going to go round robin. And I'm actually going to let you all introduce yourselves this time. So I am going to start with Joseph, a new day, Bryant. What's going on, everybody? My name is Joseph Anude Bryant. I'm a writer, producer, entrepreneur. I'm the CEO of Free World Development, a a technology logistics company out in West Africa and Sierra Leone, and the founder for SaloneUnited.org. And Joseph's feed may be breaking up a little bit, and we may not have him with us long because he is actually coming to us from Africa. So glad to have you with us, Joseph. Let's jump Let's over, jump over to, to Jesus Rose. Jesus. 
What's going on? How y'all doing? I'm Jesus Rose. It's a pleasure to meet y'all. Glad to have you with us, Jesus. And with a, with a name like Jesus, you know, it, it's got to be fabulous. <laughs> so next up on the, the block is Brandon. Wait, Brandon. Aren't you Austin? Yeah, Brandon's Austin. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh is my we we have you as Brandon on screen. <laughs> Aussie. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I'm Aussie. Well, I'm a 21 year old. I'm at 22. I just turned 22. My bad. I'm an actor, hey. model, rapper, uh, social media influencer, and also I talk about my story with mental health and all that. So, I'm a mental health person. Perfect, perfect. And then we have Andre, one of my favorite names. Andre, <laughs> tell us all about yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm Andre Bolangley, known as Boxonics. I'm a producer, hip-hop producer. Excellent. And on the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, what better mm. than to have a hip-hop producer? Then we're going to make a quick jump over. I know you're not planning on being on, but Gary, if you can just give us a little shout out here. Um, I'm a syndicator. I do a lot of hip hop radio shows. Um, you know, I've done Ricky Smiley. I do the Baker Boys, who are one of the originators in hip hop. I'm also a talent manager. Um, I, I do television as well. Um, Austin, who's very modest, is uh, we, we're doing a big uh, project called the Arc 12 Project. And he talks about mental health in addition to writing and singing songs on mental health. And he, we did something in Washington at WHUR, WHUR-TV, which was phenomenal. And he, I think he's saving a lot of lives, and I'm, I'm really proud of what he's doing. Um, and obviously, I think with 50 years of hip-hop, it's always you know, we talk about giving back. You know, we need artists like him coming now that are giving back and saving lives. So I'm really proud of what he's doing. We're Thank really you. glad to have him with us and glad to have you with us as well. Thank you. Greedy. Greedy, yes. greedy, greedy. Hello. Hey. Sorry, I'm late. Uh, got a late notice. That's okay. Tell us all about yourself. Keep, keep it short because we're going to come back, but uh, give us a quick intro. Um, my name is Greedy Greg. I'm producer, manager, music business, have a... Uh, I go back way back to 30 years ago, Tone Loke, uh, DJ Quick, Second to None, Moke and Stuff. I did a lot of, lot of rap records from the West Coast. Excellent. That's the short. Domino. Go ahead, Greedy. Come on, Greedy. Oh, Greedy. Domino. <laughs> we got to drill down. No Greedy. Greedy. We're going to come back to it, Ricky. We're coming back. And uh, we have over here popping on uh, near and dear to me. Devante Vontizi Bryant. What's going on, guys? What's up? Hey. Hey. My name sure. is Vontae. Sure. Yeah, this is this, this Vontae. Right Vontizi, what's up, bros? What up, bro? It's my <laughs> brother right here, Joe. Uh, my auntie. I got my sister. What up? Um, it's a family affair. It's or, a family or, affair. <laughs> currently at work right now, but I still have time to time to hop in. Um, you know, music really big to me in my family's life. Uh, one thing for me personally, like uh, <clears throat> authenticity for me is the biggest thing in my life all around. So that putting into music, you know how a lot of rappers, they like to just rap just to look cool or just to like, like a persona. But my persona is my real life. So like that, that's just how much it means to me. You know what I mean? 
Well, we're glad to have you, hon. So, you know, you, you jump in and out as you, you can. We know you're working, you know, trying to earn a living and we appreciate that. So, Marissa, give everybody a shout out. We know you're not trying to be interviewed, but give everybody a shout out. Hi, everybody. Hi, auntie. <laughs> um, Marissa, I'm a hey. mom, writer, hey. co-founder of Healing Hearts Through Art. So we do a bunch of mental health work with young women and kids. And I'm based in New York. True. Hey. Okay. Right. Now I Master am D. Grandmaster D. Yes. How y'all doing? All right. Name is Grandmaster D from the legendary rap group Houdini. Houdini in the house. <laughs> Good old stuff. Love yes. <laughs> yes. Excellent. And then we have, uh, I'm kind of looking up around under my camera. Um, I see Gregory. 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 That's greedy. Greedy? Oh, is, yeah. Is that Gregory Brown? Oh, okay. Gregory's greedy. You guys are throwing yeah. me off with these names now. Come on. <laughs> and I right. don't have her up on the screen in front of me, but I know Elisa's out there. So, Elise, why don't you uh, tell us who you are, real quick? Um, I'm Elise Levine. I live out in uh, the Bay Area, California, but I spent a lot of time in Los Angeles, originally from New York. Um, I manage an R&B group and a singer, and I'm newly going to start working with um, with um, uh, Grandmaster D. And I'm also a social media blogger, influencer on music and comedy. Um, so uh, my live footage every week, I'm at a show two or three times a week. Um, blogging about music and everything live so excellent perfect and then, there's a, <laughs> all right. then there's an iphone user so i'm not sure if this is someone i've introduced already or or, or not because it just says iphone so iphone whoever you are come on come on in uh, it, it, it may be me can you hear me yeah I can hear you. Okay. Thank you so much for the introduction. My name is Mark Theory. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm a manufacturer of products as well as a philanthropist is what I'm really known for the most. But yes. uh, I'm here in support of Austin and Gary with uh, the mm. great work that Austin is doing for us with the R12 project, as well as his um, amazing talent and skills. He's become the, the face of young mental health. My son, Noah Theory, is the co-creator of the project. And we're and he's a good friend of Austin, so I'm here tonight to listen and and support him. Well, we're glad to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And then, last but not least, we have the great Ricky Aaron. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'm Ricky Aaron. I'm a producer, A and R. Um, every time my phone rings, it's, it's something else. So I do a lot of things. Um, and um, I'm glad to be here. And when you call his phone, his phone always tells you that it's lost somewhere in the house. <laughs> and his email box, his uh, text box, or his voicemail box, all of it is always full. So this is one of the busiest guys in the industry. <laughs> thank you for being with us, Ricky. And thank you for helping to, to bring all of these folks together. Uh, we've got a great selection going on uh, tonight. And this is going to be a great show. So let's go ahead and we're going to get started with uh, Joseph Anude Bryant 
and he's going to tell us about his projects because I don't know how long we'll be able to keep him with us. So you're on, Joe. Tell us all about it. Thank you. Thank you, Ozzy. First, first and foremost, since it is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, uh, love, honor, respect to Grandmaster D. Thank you for your contribution to hip-hop. Um, yes. You know, I, I think that it, we have to give you that respect, and I want to start off anything that I said with that. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you, my so, brother. Um, Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, I am currently living in West Africa, Sierra Leone. Um, I grew up in music, in hip-hop. Uh, my father was a hip-hop artist. Um, I spent some time as a hip-hop artist as well, did some producing. I still do some producing now, uh, mostly focused on Afro beats. Uh, I've done some stuff for Chino, for uh, Dallas Banton, some of these uh, bigger West African artists that are here in Sierra Leone. Um, but I, about 10 years ago, I made a lateral move and started doing more work in the technology field. Um, I started a marketing company called Comp Marketing. Uh, we we're very innovative in our space. Um, then recently I just started to, I, I got a really good opportunity working with New York Times, traveled the world for a couple of years, and I found myself in West, West Africa, came to Sierra Leone, fell in love with the people, fell in love with the food, fell in love with the music, and I decided to stick around. Um, Sierra Leone right now is currently ranked as the second poorest country in the world right now. So obviously there's a lot of problems. Um, you know, we have rolling blackouts. They don't have 24 hours of lights. So there's a lot of starving people. Um, but at the same time, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in the world. So I fell in love with it and decided to take the knowledge that I have and the skills that I had and started a company called Free World Development. Our focus is basically taking, you know, our experience, knowledge with technology, working with the, the companies here and the government here uh, to help them modernize the infrastructure. Um, right now, our main pr uh, program is working at a site called King Tom. So King Tom is probably the poorest neighborhood on the planet. It's actually a landfill, but inside the landfill, there's actually residents of about 3,000 people, uh, women, children, men. Um, and they're in absolutely devastating environment. Um, most of the trash that's here, they don't have any real waste management program, so they burn the trash. This is releasing just tons of, uh, of methane into the air. These children, you know, the, the women that are pregnant, they're constantly breathing this in. They're living in these makeshift uh, shacks currently. And so we decided that we were gonna take over the landfill, lease it directly from the government, and we're working on building them some new homes. We're gonna be building a, 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 um, a government, uh, public-private homes for them, and then we're gonna be building out a recycling center that's gonna be able to process about 750 tons of recycled material a day so that we can help clean up the country that's gonna solve a lot of major problems here. Um, one of the major problems is, is mass illness. Um, they're still battling malaria. That's responsible mm. for up to 20, 30% of the deaths that are happening within the nation. Um, so, you know, once we get the actual waste under control, we'll be able to reduce the mosquito population and the rodent population about 85%, which is going to help with the healthcare industry and, you know, bring some innovations, bring some more investment into the country and hopefully build it back better. Excellent. Beautiful. So Excellent. you you talked about building this housing project. You said you, that you all were going to take over 
the landfill. Will the housing project remain on the landfill or are you just re, um, recycling the landfill um, yes. and reclaiming it? So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll basically be leasing that plot of land and which uh, it, it's amazing because it's right on the ocean. It's got beautiful views. It's pretty central to the city. So we're going to actually close the landfill. We're going to fill it in. Um, we're going to bring in some some trees and make it green. And then we'll on one side of it, we'll build the the uh, the housing, which will be a, mm -hmm. a thousand unit apartment complex. It'll have a, a playgrounds. It'll have, you know, solar benches it'll have a, a small soccer field and it'll give them a really nice place for them to live you know for very mm -hmm. cheap um because and most of these people the amazing thing is these are all and this was incredible as i met these people as i was going through the the different shacks and meeting them and spending time with the children they're all entrepreneurs these mm -hmm. people you know have built shack businesses and they have complete mindsets of, of innovation and and entrepreneurship so we're going to help them expand upon that and give them training programs and access to other programs that help them to build upon that so that they can live better lives. And then on the other side of the landfill, once we fill it in, we'll actually build a recycling center. So some of them will be able to provide a few hundred jobs, you know, from picking up the, the trash from around the neighborhoods, driving mm -hmm. the big trash trucks working inside of the actual recycling center, helping us sort some of those materials out, and then being able to transfer some of the rest of the material that can't be recycled over to the waste to energy facility once it's built. Right, right, excellent. Uh, so how can we help you with that project? What do you need? Um, really, it's funding. I mean, that's all it really is. What, what the government lacks here is cash. Right now, they end up, the big problem right now is they're not doing any manufacturing or production. So they're not ex exporting anything. And the majority of most like us. economies are built off the ability to export. It's, right. And, but the thing is, we have the money to send mm -hmm. it to another country and control their exports, right? You know, and that's right. what we've done with China, um, which has obviously led to its uh. own issues in itself, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> But right now, I think our focus in Africa is making Africa independent. Right now, it's mm -hmm. been dependent on nations that haven't always had um, the best ideas for it. And so mm -hmm. right now, the, the, the way the world politically works in general is most of the raw resources are coming from Africa, but none of the money is coming here. So mm -hmm. we'll provide them a way to take the raw resources and take some of the resources from the material being imported here, turn that into the additional capital and be able to export, manufacture and, and produce projects uh, directly from Sierra Leone. And our plan is to hopefully spread across, expand across West Africa from there. Okay. All right. That sounds really good. Um, you can give us the information uh, for contacting you. If you can drop it into the chat and we will be posting to the website, the contact information for all of our guests and uh, promoting each one of our guests. And we encourage you each to uh, promote and, and support each other as well. So if you can just throw your information into the, the chat there, Joe, and um, we'll be sure I'll throw it in there. Aaron, for the, the listeners that are out there, for the li listeners that are out there, anybody who wants to donate, you can go to saloneunited.org 
Uh, Salone is just short for Sierra Leone. It's S-A-L-O-N-E. So that's SaloneUnited.org. Um, if you're interested in helping with the broader project for our company at the landfill, it's freeworlddevelopment.com. Um, my Instagram is Joseph A New Day Bryant. A New Day is A-N-U-D-A. My Facebook is Joseph A New Day. Actually, no, my Facebook is Joseph A New Day Bryant. My Instagram is A New Day the Great. Um, so it's A New Day the Great, not the Great. So it is T-H-E. People <laughs> always ask that. So um, you can hit me up on there and... You know, any questions that you have, I can definitely answer. And if I'm not available, some a member of my team can definitely answer that as well. But any help that anybody can can give us, we really appreciate it. We have a lot of hard work to do. Um, and, you know, my primary goal since I've been in Africa is building, rebuilding the relationship for the diaspora, for the, the Black Americans, Black Europeans, and the Africans. I think that we've come to a time now where... I don't think it's been beneficial for Black America to continue to invest in white-owned uh, neighborhoods. I think that for us to be able to get to the economic position that we want to be in, we have to understand where the resources are, and mm -hmm. we have to understand that we've had the opportunity to, to gain knowledge and, and get information that the people in Africa have not been able to get, our brothers and sisters in Africa. And I think that what we need to do is take that information, that knowledge, and collaborate with the with our brothers and sisters in Africa who have access to the resources and start building some of our own economic policies, some of our own economic strategies. And that's my primary focus. So anybody who's really interested in getting involved with that, let's get to work. Okay. There we have it. That that sounds good. We need to get together and put some conscience together and, and um Ooh, yeah. and raise, we go. raise right. money, I'm all raise for funding. That. And, and and help that come about. Grandmaster D, let's I'm do all that. for that. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. Absolutely, it'd be a pleasure. Right now, sticking in kind of the same theme of uh, helping others to help themselves, and I think he just bounced off because I. He, oh no, he's up under my. Uh, my light. So, Asi, we're bringing you on next. Um, tell us your story and how you got to where you've gotten, um, because you have a, a very powerful story and it's helping a lot of people. So, tell us all about that, because at 21 years old, you've been through some things. Yes. Uh, well, now I'm 22. I like to create that, but uh, I grew up from a. <laughs> sorry. But um, yeah, I had a, a trauma life. I grew up in a household where my father wasn't really there. My father was really abusive. So as a kid, all I seen really was, you know, my parents arguing back and forth. So as a kid, I went out and sought attention. You know what I mean? Trying to go out in public and trying to get the attention that I wished my family would give me because mm -hmm. at the time we were not really the priority. So then later mm -hmm. went on, my father left. Uh, my mom would met a new dude. She was stabbed 35 times. Whoa. So there, there goes another trauma part in my head to where mm -hmm. I, I feel like life was tearing me down. So then moved on, carried on through high school. It kind of hit what because I kind of carried all my problems with me. And I, I never really knew how I can spread my feelings. And then there came a time in 20, uh, 2021, I tried to commit suicide. Um, I felt like I didn't belong here. 
I felt like I was a burden to be here. I, I did. I just, you know how it feels when you get to the lowest point and you try to kill yourself. You know what I mean? People have probably been out there, mm-hmm. but they were like, Ugh, I can't do it. Something, something about it, like, you know, stops them from actually doing it. But my mind was so messed up. I actually took almost a whole bottle of Zoloft, almost mm. died. I was in an induced coma for a couple of days, almost three, day, three mm. days. Um, when I woke up out of my coma, the doctors looked at me and said, thank God you, you weren't supposed to make it, you know? So I woke up out of my coma. I realized that God is obviously on my side. Um, I met Gary. Shout out to Gary. I met Mark. Two wonderful people. Uh, Mark reached out to me. He saw my TikTok that got over almost 400,000 views because I, I like to share my story and I, I hope mm-hmm. others would uh, take an influence of it because other people mm-hmm. need to hear it. Um, I work with an award-winning group called ARC-12. ARC-12 is our group where we go around the HBCU campuses and talk about mental health. And mm-hmm. I actually make songs about mental health. I just made a song called Late at Night, really good song. Uh, where I talk about my emotions and my feelings and me overcoming my battles because I feel like people need an influencer out there and I wish to be that influence to other people because when people see me, they see a happy guy, they see bright teeth, they see a guy who has no problems from the external, but in the internal, that's where all the problems were. Um, I'm a model, I'm an actor. I made two movies already, Perk 30 and Everybody Hates Christmas. I got another Mm -hmm. movie on the way. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a little about myself. You are amazing, Austin. You are amazing. He's right. I saw him on TikTok. I didn't even know what TikTok was. And I find <laughs> on TikTok, you know, on life support, he basically looked like he, you know, and I, I reached out to him and I was stunned. I didn't know what all that meant, but I just knew I had to reach out to this young man. And then once I did, and he started talking to me and let me hear his music and his Obviously, you can you can tell, you know, he's got the style and the look. But once I heard his his story, his music, he's a writer. I mean, he he just blew my mind. So I reached out to Gary and, and we said, hey, we got to do something. This is the right age, the right guy. Again, I say my son, you know, has dealt with mental health issues, too. He's a senior at Howard. And man, we just took off with Austin as our, you know, our brand face. And um, and all of you guys, when you talk about doing these concerts, listen to these young men Austin and the other young man, I'm sure, who's authentic as well. Man, you got you got your concert, guys, to, for Africa. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. So let me ask you a question, Ozzy. Yes, ma'am. Um, was there a point when you were considering suicide that someone could have reached in? Were you looking for someone to reach in and pull you out? Or were you just so broken and in so much pain that there was nothing that anybody could have done at that point in time? Yes, that's a great question. Um, I tried to look for help. I actually posted on a bunch of times on my Snapchat that I was feeling, you know, I didn't want to be here. I actually saw a therapist. I cried to the therapist's face and the therapist literally, I told him that I didn't want to be here. And he gave me a pill. He gave me bottles and said, here, you'll feel okay. (laughs) That's how the the mental health industry works now. And that's what I want to change. That's what me and my crew want to change. Right. And uh, because, yes, I felt to the point 
there was nobody I could talk to. Nobody. My mind was done. I gave up. Understood. My brother, God spared you. Yes, he and, did. And uh, now you're here to do the work. Yep. You, you're going to be one of God's messengers. You're yes, here sir. for reasons. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, we're, we're just, we're blessed to have you with us. And uh, we know that you will be a blessing to many, many young people and older people uh, alike because, you know, suicide and suicidal ideation, it has no age. You know, it right. doesn't target any one age, the old, the young, children, seniors, people consider it. And I think that if everyone was just completely honest I think that there are very few people on the planet that haven't had some point where they bumped into a wall and just said, you know, maybe the world would be better off without me. You know, right. maybe I just don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, a lot of people are fortunate enough to have someone that you know, tapped on their, their shoulder or, you know, maybe just had God tap on their shoulder if there was no one around to say, look, we need you. You know, you're important. And for you know everyone out there, you are important. It doesn't matter who you are or what you're you're doing. You are important and something you do will make a tremendous difference to one person. You may be the difference between life and death for one person. And a smile, a genuine smile goes a long way. When you see people on the street, give them a, a, a bona fide, genuine smile. You know, give them a nod, make eye contact, even if only briefly, give them respect. If someone had seen Ozzy as he was reaching out, as he was crying out in pain, then he might not have spent that time in that coma. But, you know, God is good and, and Ozzy's still with us. And, you know, he came back with the download and, and a, a message to take to the streets to make a difference for, for others. So, Ozzy, we, we applaud you for what you're doing. Thank now, you. um, tell us if people want to reach out to you to support your efforts, how can they do that? Yeah, you can reach out to me on uh, A-U-S-S-S-Y-Y-Y, Ozzy, my name on Instagram, or you can go to our website called Arc12. Um, that's, our, that's our Instagram link. I'll put it in the bottom in the chat so everybody can see it as well. <laughs> but yeah, and one thing I would like to say is thank you for having me on. This means a lot to me. Thanks to Gary and Mark, of course. Um, I just want to change lives. That's my message, and that's my message from God. If you choose me, you come with a brand. I am a brand. I come with the acting, I come with the art 12, I come with my music, I come with the modeling, and I come with the mental health spokesperson. You know what I'm saying? So it's the package deal. Thank you for having me. God bless you. I'm glad to have you. Great. We look Archer. forward to big things. Archer. And his music is great. Move on from him. Thank you. Archer, Thank you. before we move on from him, I want to say, Ozzy, I, I want to. I just want to tell you, uh, I'm very proud of you. I want to thank you for sharing your story. I want to shake you, thank you for your bravery. Keep going, keep being strong. You know, I can tell you personally, me, my brother and sister, we've had our own struggle with mental health, mental health, and you know, we know how it is. 
make sure you get in, in contact with me because this is a message that really needs to be spread here in Africa. The trauma that is been experienced here is beyond imagination. And so any opportunity that we could have to have you spread your music here, talk to some of the people here, I think it would be. The struggle is real. The struggle is real, folks. So, so doctor, I just wanted to add one something. Um, you know, I, I'm listening and, and Ozzy, thank you for, for, for the work you do and, and, and certainly for sharing that. But for our audiences that are watching, you mentioned something very powerful that you actually went on Snapchat and, and kind of claimed it and stated it, but the reaction was not there. And I think the message for people, if you see something like that or you notice somebody is asking, you know, don't just ignore because what happened is the next thing. He is, mm -hmm. you know, in a coma. Not a cool thing, you know, if you actually are exchanging, you know, snaps and or contact, you know, whatever it is, uh, you want to make sure that you're, we are friends for a reason, even if it's social media, but if you're there, let's make sure that we do the right thing and help other people help each other and do the right thing. Because in this case, that wasn't the case, you know, Ozzy had to deal with it on his own. And so uh, that is not, um, you know, what we'd like to see and hear, but, but the good news is that you're better now. You're doing <laughs> terrific. And by the way, great stuff that you're doing there. Love the work. And uh, but but really the message for our audience is that, you know, we can all help each other if we yes. are paying attention and let's do that. Let's just pay attention to details. You know, it's not always a joke, you know, or it's not like, you know, it's nothing. If somebody is claiming something, it is happening. So and pay attention. Oftentimes to it is a joke. And inside of every joke, particularly if it's been repeated more than once, inside of every joke is a thread of truth. So when you hear it, think about it and tap in with that person and say, hey, you know, are you all right? I mean, if they're if they're laughing and giggling about it on TikTok or Snapchat or, or whatever, that might not be the time. But, you know, hit them up in their DM or if you've got a phone number after you get off, you know, hey, you know, you, you, you said a couple of things that have me worried uh, about you. Can we talk about it? Mm -hmm. And um, you might lead in with, hey, you know, I, I've been having some struggles of my own and I thought that you might be in a similar place because that allows them the uh, the grace and allows them to be able to step out of themselves and be vulnerable when they might otherwise not. You know, they might otherwise put on the happy face and, and say, I'm good. And that so often happens. I'm good. You hear it every day. Folks, you know, they OD because uh, for the most part, ODing is a passive way of taking oneself out. So, you know, they OD'd or they, they blew their brains out, whatever it was. However, they took themselves out of the game. You hear people say, but everything was rosy. You know, mm -hmm. they were at the top of their game. Mm -hmm. Everything looked good from the outside. But yep. mm -hmm. if you stop and think about it, the signs are almost always there if you just pay attention. And You know, I just wanted to add one more, Doc. Uh, Ozzy, yeah. your story can resonate a lot with people listening and watching right now around the world. There are, th mm -hmm. there are people going through maybe what you've gone through in your youth and as you were, you know, growing up. And here's the, here's the great news is that look at you today. Despite all the, the, the difficulties and stuff, 
you are a success and you're going to continue and we're going to observe your success over the, the, the years and we'll be proud to have you today and talk about it, you know, in the next few years to come. But but for many people, that's hope that they yes. need to see because really, you know, you never give up and you shouldn't have to go through this, but at least know that there is beautiful places that you can go to. And I think that's a message that people that are watching and listening, if you're going through tough times, know that you don't have to take the way out, which is basically taking you out of the equation, you know, know that there is a potential of you becoming something different, something bigger than what you thought you were. And so again, that's just another message because I think that's a powerful thing that people have to relate to uh, if they're watching and listening right now or share the spread the message because it's important. Yeah. And one, one thing also on the mental health side is, uh, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Kind That's all right. <laughs> oh, hold that thought, and when you catch it again, you, you <laughs> bring it on back in. <laughs> Sorry, I lost it. It happens. Okay, let us uh, let us go ahead and move on. And when you catch that thought again, uh, you know, wave the wave the flag and let us know because we do want to hear you. it. All right. I wish we could play records on here. Like yeah. he's got a very interesting. He's got a very interesting record. I mean, you know, I don't know right now, but it, you know, it'd be great if we could get, you know, especially his record tells a lot about his life and what the struggle and what he went through. Mm-hmm. And it would be cool to be able to hear it. Yeah. Which does bring me to another question. I do have another question for you. And that question, you know, I'm throwing that out to all of you who are, are here in the industry and, and, you know, making the music, making the raps, you know, making the hip hop lyrics. <clears throat> what role did the music play in your mental salvation? Mm. <laughs> That's for you, Ozzy. Oh, I'm sorry. What, what was the question? The question was, what role did the music play in your mental salvation? What role did the music play in my mental salvation? Mm-hmm. Was uh, I, I literally told the message behind it. Um, I said, devil almost had me, but he wasn't that clever. Glad I'm still here and I made it through the weather. Devil almost had me, but he wasn't that clever. Devil. You know what I'm saying? So it's, one, it's one of the most powerful mm-hmm. songs that I wrote right after my suicide attempt. And so it's like a hidden message from above, if that makes sense. Right, right. You got, your, you got your download. Yeah. So good for you. Were there any songs Were there any songs that are out currently that you gravitated towards that help calm you down and make you feel better? Like, Yes, and that, that would be late at night. Mm. Okay. Right. Okay. All righty then. Right. Now, did um, in terms of, I think the question was more like, did was the music a therapy for you in terms of helping you, you know, yes. get out of the thing? Mm-hmm. Like, was your mm-hmm. was your spirit when you when you went and did the music, made the music, did that help you out of a low place? Your passion oh. for music. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, when I wrote a, I, I usually journal my lyrics. Um, so when I journaled, I was basically writing my emotions on how I felt at the moment and it just all came out and I let go of things that were trauma built in me. And, uh, yeah, I removed that blockage and I like to release it to other people because they can relate to it. They will be able to relate to it 
through the vibration of you know what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. Ricky, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play the song if it goes through. Let's see if it goes through. Hey. Can we hear it? No, just you can hear it. <laughs> uh, I thought it would it would go through. It didn't go through. I, I try to get it from a different feed, but sorry about that. <laughs> Paul Salam. Uh, Actually, I'm gonna try to make it. Just just keep going. I'll see what I can do to bring it up. All right. It, Work it on cool. out for us, Hurricane. Yeah, Work yeah. it on out. I'm working it out. Yeah, I oh, wanted okay. to introduce my business partner. She's hopped on the call as well. Perfect. I can't see her, but uh, when she speaks, it'll come through. Oh, hi, everyone. Hey. Hi, Mandy. Glad to have you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much, Marissa, for just having me hop on. I love already what I'm hearing. And it sounds um, like you guys have an amazing platform right already. Um, I can introduce myself if you guys are ready to, if. Yeah, talk about what you're doing out in Wisconsin and um, at the shelter. And then I did mention we do Healing Hearts through our uh, working with mental health with the young women and kids. Yes. Uh, thanks, Krista. Um, Yeah, so I currently am a domestic violence advocate. So hmm. I supervise a domestic violence shelter. Um, I actually um, just got done training the police department. So um, I'm big really? on, yes, I'm big on... Um, I'm educating communities and just helping people. Um, I actually um, experienced domestic violence at a very young age, since the age of five, and kind of just grew up, um, went to University of Las Vegas and got my degree in marriage and family therapy, sociology. Um, And so I just, you know, I asked God, like, you know, I know I want to help people. I don't know what to do. So he led me into this work and I've been doing it for five years. Um, and then Marissa and I got together. We've been best friends since high school, and we just wanted to help make a difference in the world um, through art and just healing other people as well. Um, so definitely just glad to be here today and um, would love to learn more about what you all guys do too as well. Well, thank you for joining us and you know, be sure to share with friends. Marissa, thank you for, for sharing so, you know, that's how that's how we build, that's how we grow, and that's how we will help each other to accomplish these these dreams and to accomplish our purposes. So thank you, Sissy, for bringing her to join us. <laughs> so um, can you type your website into the uh, the chat box there? Yes. Okay. Right Perfect. Perfect. So I am going to go ahead and we're going to jump over to Andre Bolangley. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in life, I, I, I suffered from kidney disease and in uh, November 2021, I received a kidney from a living donor. Mm-hmm. I, I just this like days before. And so luckily I was so blessed to receive the kidney. So, and what I do, anybody that's suffering from kidney disease, I always try to help them. I, I mm-hmm. always, that's, that's my, I help people and uh, I give them advice. And that's what I do now. And, and you know, I'm so blessed and so lucky. So I, I give back like in that way. 
And that's actually and, uh, huge because kidney disease is one of the fastest growing um, disorders. And, you know, if you, if you, if you don't think so, look at all the DeVitas that are popping up all around the country, the diet right. centers popping up all around the, the country. And it, uh, they are predominantly loaded with our people of, of color. So this is a big, big issue for the communities of the people of, of color, whether it's African-Americans or, or Latinos. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's rampant now. And, you know, part of it is, is diet and all of the things that we're doing to uh, our bodies that are giving people diabetes and, and such. And then for some people, it is actually hereditary. And it's one of those things where the organs, there aren't enough organs to, to go around. And um, part of the thing is that within the African-American community, we are not quick to donate our, our organs for a, a lot of reasons, but there are a lot of us that that need them. And, you know, gratefully someone um, gave that gift so that Andre can be here with us. Tell us. What are some little, of the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What are some of the reasons that people, um, uh, uh, you know, the people that don't want to um, donate their, their organs, like what, what are the reasons that people are, um, uh, I can't even think of the word. Um, wh why don't people want to uh, donate their organs? I'm sorry. Oh my God. Well, some of it <laughs> well, is actually ignorance. Um, people well, all, always say, you know, um, I want all of my parts with me when I go so that God doesn't have to look for me. So all of my parts will be together. And there's this misconception that um, and if, if, if you're cremated, yeah, everything's getting thrown into the kiln. But if you're buried, all of your parts are not going with you because they're removed before you get into that box. So huh. you're not taking them with you anyway. And you can give life to somebody else by donating your organs. Now, another, um, another big thing that people are concerned about. And, you know, that one's one of those ones where you kind of have to say, hmm, um, because of all the things that have happened in our communities, the, the Tuskegee experiment, you know, um, the Gila yeah. thing. I mean, you know, so much has happened in our communities where stuff is done to us. So much of science has been built off of our backs through experimentation. So people are afraid to put down on the back of that license that, yes, I will donate uh, my kidney or my heart or whatever for fear that an effort that not as great of an effort will be made to save them. Mm -hmm. If there is an incident, you know, I, I have a car crash on the freeway and I'm struggling for life. Well, somebody needs an, an organ and, you know, there's a big black market for the organs even, um, but somebody needs an, an organ and maybe, maybe they won't make, they won't make of an effort to save me if I say that I'm donating my organs. And then, you know, that's that's an understandable fear. Actually. That makes sense. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does make sense. And so kind of my answer to that for people who really are afraid that way, don't put it on your license, you know, put it on a piece of paper, a living will, give it to a family, a close family member and give it to your personal doctor. And then if something does happen to you, they can say, look, this is what he or she would have wanted. So um, let's give somebody else life. I I do that. I'm a donor now. You know, Mm -hmm. I used to ignore that before. And right, I'm a donor. So Mm -hmm. whatever they need, I have, when I pass away, they can have every, whatever they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Black. So yeah, hip hop right. is getting old. Fifty-seven, and hip hop is getting older. And a lot, you know, a lot of the, the, the all the artists that we admire in life, you know, they need benefits, and and they a lot of them don't go to the doctor. And I always tell my brothers, my my African American brothers, we have to go to the doctor. And I always Please went do. to the doctor. Yes. Please do. And we, I found that years ago, but it just decreased, decreased, and we went to the end. And so mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, hey, you know, we yeah. got to go to the doctor. You have to go. I mean, it's it, it's a pet peeve for me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a doctor. I want to help people. And it's particularly a pet peeve for me because I'm, I'm a wellness manager. And, you know, I, I believe in instructing people on how to change their lifestyles so that they can have the best quality of life for the longest period of time. I cannot give you any more longevity than God already has planned for you. But what I can give you is a better quality of life if you're willing to to work with me. It really gets my goat when people abuse themselves, break themselves up, destroy this beautiful house that God gave us to live in, and then they come to me and they're like, quick, give me a pill, fix it. Oh, no, sucker. You have got to do your part. There are no magic pills out here because for every one of those magic pills, they have magic side effects. And I am the case of M point. Mm-hmm. I was given magic pills that saved my life on one hand, but those pills also destroyed my hips. And so, you know, I have two hip replacements. I had bilateral hip replacements uh, last year. So I'm walking on on brand new hips. I'm bionic. But seriously, all of those medications, I mean, even a, a Tylenol and aspirin, they have side effects. And if you just happen to get the wrong side effect, a simple pill can take you completely out of the mix. And it may not just kill you. I mean, because there are worse things than being dead. Okay. Um, When you've got someone wiping your behind and wiping your drool because you've stroked out, it's not a pretty thing. And you are going to have no quality of life until you're gone. So, you know, it doesn't matter how young you are, start early and don't take this body for granted because if you know the things that we do they catch up with us and then you know there are people um who are out there who whether they weren't blessed genetically or whether something happened 
you know, they're fighting for their lives. You know, they're they're going through getting these organ transplants. And, you know, for those of you who don't know it, you know, it sounds like a panacea to get an organ transplant. But when you get a transplant, you're actually trading one illness for another. Because in order to have that transplant, it is a foreign substance in your body. So there ever after, you have to be immunosuppressed so that your body does not reject that organ. And it is a constant battle to not have the organ reject. Right. Well, you guys are really good stuff. You've gone from certainly from mental health and now physical health. This is good. (laughs) I, you know, and you can do anything more than that. I, 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 except wealth, we can go to wealth. <laughs> but, uh, so help, we help do that wealth. too. Yeah, we we do that to, too. We can go to healthy wealth. Um, there you I, go. I, health, health is wealth. Health, health is, is wealth. wealth. Without wealth your is, health, wealth doesn't matter. That's well, right. wealth gives health too. Sometimes, <laughs> in this case, mm-hmm. you can buy some stuff and this help people. <laughs> this is true. This is absolutely true. But um, one of the one of the things that um, I have. Um, I have what I call the windmill healthy lifestyle paradigm. And that paradigm looks at seven different areas of, of health. And there isn't anything on the planet that touches us that does not in some way affect our health, which is why our shows are all over the map. We keep this very organic. We keep it as a conversation and we can go anywhere with it because everything that we say in some way affects our health. So that's, you know, that's why we're, we're going from soups to nuts here. And, uh, you know, doctor, it's funny because somebody did ask me the other day, like, you know, what kind of programs you do? Like, I'm into everything. It's like, well, isn't it like iHealth Radio, the iHealth channel? Well, mm-hmm. everything alive, and I challenge everyone, tell me if that doesn't affect your health. If it's not around us, it will affect us somehow, somewhere physically or mentally. So it is reality. It is how we, how we roll. <laughs> yeah. You find something that doesn't in some way affect your health. I, I don't want to hear about that. one. Uh, so do I. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, Andre, tell us how we can help you in, in your mission. Well, I mean, just enlighten, like I said, people in the, in the communities, just enlighten them to especially black men, you know, even the, the prostate thing, you got to get your prostate checked. A lot of men, yeah. are, you know, you can do it through the blood, the PSA. Yeah. You know, we just, you know, we just have to go to the doctors more. So, I mean, I, I relate my message to anybody. I have, my, you know, social media. I mean, I've done it. I had a testimony. I was in the hospital gown and I relayed the message. You know, God told me to relay this message to everyone. And that's what I did. So, um, you know, just pay attention to your diet, exercise, stuff like that. But, I mean, on the mass level, each one. Now, we are talking about the 50th anniversary of of hip hop. And I think that what you just said is a a very important message because, um, you know, we have a lot of young ladies in hip hop and in rap now is still a male predominated uh, field. And, you know, our, 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 our men want to talk about, uh, you know, their prowess and their capabilities and all. And 
when you come up with prostate issues and when you're on these medications, things aren't working as, as well as they could. And instead of going and addressing it, we ignore it. And well, you know, I don't, I don't want anybody giving me anything that, you know, my stuff might not work or whatever. Yeah. A, your life is really valuable, whether your junk works or not. Um, B, if you take care of your business early, then you're going to circumvent those problems. So it's important to, to prevent it's important to make the lifestyle changes so that you can live the life that you want. And that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really talking to you, hip hop and, and, and rap artists out there. Take care of yourselves and do it early. I mean, you know, dropping like flies, 50, Fly. 60, 40, Fly. you know, dropping like flies. That's right. So, oh, and yes. Hey guys, I, I I think I have the song now. Let me see oh, if it works. Okay. <laughs> no, nothing. He's teasing us. He's just teasing us. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm I'm working this. It's not cooperating to mix in. Ah. <laughs> uh, Okay, well, keep, that, keep working on it there. Keep working on it there. So, in the name of hip hop, since, since you're recording the the entire conversation, it's not going to work uh, playing outside audio. So um, it, yeah, it is. It is. It's a mixer, so I I could get it. Just not coming in through the the feed. That's all. Have you tried but, sharing your screen too? Zoom is oh no, it's from outside, so it's not from the computer. Yeah. Anyways, okay, I'll, so, I'll try. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> try, try to do the entertainment part, but it didn't work right now. <laughs> All right. All Next right. time I plan in advance. So. Okie dokie. We're holding you to that. I know. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, in the name of hip hop, let us bring on the great Grandmaster D. How's everybody doing this late night? <laughs> Well, it depends on where you are, because we're out in California, so it's still pretty early for us. Well, you have to be out. Yeah. Um, I just want to say happy birthday, hip-hop, 50 years. You know, um, in my career, I started in 1977, my freshman year in high school. And um, the blessing is my dream was to become an NBA player. Mm -hmm. I was real good in basketball, but when I transferred from Brooklyn and moved to a place called Roosevelt Island, I went to a brand new high school. So I saw hip hop. I heard mm -hmm. hip hop and I said, yo, that's what I want to do. I said, what is that? I heard him say, yes, yes, y'all. We like our sound, sound, loud, loud and clear, clear, clear. And, um, my classmate was like, that's rap. We didn't call it hip hop. We called it rap. Mm -hmm. And um, I followed it, went to a lot of um, parties, jams, and um, got me two turntables and started running with it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, again, you know, because our focus is on mental health here, can you talk about one of the ways that the music challenged you to be a better person? 
Well, what made me a better person, it was the community and my mother and father. I was mm -hmm. raised with a mother and father. Like we always say, it starts at home. Mm -hmm. It's all about respect and what they taught us at home. We knew we would never disrespect our parents and disrespect the family. And mm -hmm. at that time, coming up in Brooklyn, the neighborhood stuck together so good that if I saw your mother coming on the block with uh, two shopping bags, I'm going to help her upstairs. Mm -hmm. You know, that that was right. due to respect. Never cursed in front of elders, never disrespected elders. And sometimes coming up in, in that part of life, you're always going to run into it. You might have a fight with another guy that y'all didn't like each other at first. And then later on, after the fight, y'all became friends. Mm -hmm. We we use fists, but um, I was gonna say to the fist fight. Yeah, but mainly we didn't have to fight because we had that love in us. You know, everything we saw was all about love and respect. Mm -hmm. And you know, um, we made up games. We didn't stay in the house and play video games. We didn't have it like that. You know, we made up games. We played basketball, and and um, thank God for the PAL, and thank God for the boys' right. club. Mm, but um, right. we also stayed outside until maybe when street lights get ready to come on. Our parents told us, you know, we didn't never stay in, in front of grown folks and listen to their conversation. That was a no-no. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I thank God to come up in a good era. 60s and 70s were some of the greatest music of all time. You know, listening to Earth, Wind & Fire, listening to uh, Joe Tex, listening to James Brown, and... um. Soul Train, watching Soul Train every the Saturday. Soul and, um, Train. May Don Cornelius rest in peace, man. Um, mm -hmm. Nice guy, man. We did Soul Train three times, and um, hell of a guy. And um, he he fought that war to break the doors down for groups like Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Joe Tex, and James Brown, and and people like us of color to make mm -hmm. it in this game. And that was our platform. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I miss the Soul Train. I mean, you know, every every weekend you plugged in. Yes. And, you know, um, taking it back to the 60s and 70s, like I was saying, it was always a message in the music. Like you heard the OJ say, we got a message in our music. Mm -hmm. You know, they were talking about something. Most likely they was uplifting us, not mm -hmm. tearing us down. And um, that that's what the beauty was about music. You know. And what messages do you bring in your music? Oh, songs like Friends, how many of us have them? One Friends. love, one love. You're lucky just to have just one love. And freaks come out at night. But the main thing hey. was it, it was it was mainly about one love. Jalo was an incredible writer. And Larry Smith may rest in peace. He was a hell of a producer. For us, Run DMC, the Fat Boys, and Curtis Blow. One thing about Larry Smith, he made all of us sound different. We did mm -hmm. not sound the same, but we owe that credit to Jalo with that great pen he had writing those great lyrics. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the areas where the old music uh, was differing from the, the newer music. But that's shifting now because, uh, you know, there was a period in time where everybody sounded exactly like everybody else. It was cookie cutter music and yeah. it, it lost its power. Um, I look at it today is 
they separated us from the new rappers. Right. And I really feel that it's supposed to get better. But mm -hmm. to me, it got worse. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to bite my tongue because we was uplifting people. And we had something to talk about. Hip hop was about love. Mm -hmm. Because of hip hop, people were employed. Because of hip hop, we got fashion. Right. You know, because right. of hip hop, we got hip hop movies. And you got to look at it to the point where when hip hop came, they were afraid back then. But we wasn't even cussing on records. And they right. were like, this is a fad. It's not going to last. But um, I knew it was going to last when we found out we, we was the first to go platinum. Mm -hmm. We was the first rap group to sell a million albums. But um, just as well, they, they pushed it. It was no internet. So imagine mm -hmm. if we had the right. internet then. You know, right. we had to go out and sign autographs. We had to go do radio. We had to do in-stores in the mall. These guys don't do that. They become an internet sensation mm -hmm. overnight. Mm -hmm. But I always felt that I just wanted to be responsible for the music that we made. And I wanted the people to respect our music just like we would respect them. But I never wanted to make nothing to disrespect nobody, you know. And, and um, today they're talking about killing each other on records. They're disrespecting women and... Um, how long you figure that's going to last? If everybody's doing the same thing, it's not going to last long. I always said, if you follow, you can't leave. This is true. Mm. And, and this is what true. it's all about. Mm. It's, it's, it's got to come back to love. We got to bring right. the love back into the game because yeah. hip-hop, when it started in the parks, we did it for free. We didn't mm -hmm. know it was going to turn into money. Now it's the number one selling in the world. It's a billion-dollar business. And everybody Why do you wants think to that something. is? Why do you think it, I mean, because a lot of people said it wouldn't last and yet it has lasted. It's had staying power. And if anything, it's becoming more powerful with each passing day. What is it that is driving it? It's the internet, the, the internet and, and um, the videos are being seen, but they got the young ones. They really got this new generation wrapped around them and then they're listening to everything mm -hmm. they said. Yes, and they're following them. So mm -hmm. um, I really feel that they're poisoning the mind of these youths that are coming up today. You know, it's nothing positive coming out of it. Everything mm -hmm. is about um, hurting somebody or, or gang-related. And um, it, it's it's not about that. We got to bring peace back to, the, to this game and, and we got to we got to put it back the way it started. It's like it's like a missing piece in the puzzle right now. Now we got to put that puzzle back together. And I, I right. think you also think, Doctor, what it's your question. I think the authenticity of hip hop and that it really reflected the streets. I think that's right. why so many people and it just blew up. I mean, I remember it was I think it was ninety one when I was sitting down. I think it, it was in New York City with those Steve Smith and Judy Ellis. And they were like. We make the station at Hot 97 Hip Hop. It was, you know, it was doing dancing. And we're going to do this. Funk Master Flex was kicking it at night. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, they made that radical thing of doing a 24-7 hip hop station in New York. Right. R106 in LA copied it. And then all of a sudden, it started exploding. But it truly, I think, represented the streets and it represented the culture. I think the authenticity of it just had it explode. And I think now, I think even kids on Spotify, they, they just want the truth. They don't want the right. commercial pop, pop anymore. The, the stuff that's blowing up is really the niches that people mm -hmm. can 
relate to. It's not the mainstream pop stuff anymore. Right, right. It's like un today, underground is, is pop. Exactly. This is true. Yeah, you know, and you, it, it's it's hardcore, but to them, it's, it's like pop. If you hear it on a pop station, you're surprised. Mm -hmm. You know, everything changes. It's, it's a new breed out there. But um, I just want to promote the positive. And I have to, I have to ask you, Grandmaster, uh, which hood were you from in Brooklyn? Because my grandmother was there. Um, I was once in the Cumberland Hospital there. And, uh, That's near Fort Greene. Yeah, yeah, buddy. DeKalb Avenue. DeKalb Avenue. That's where my grandmother lived, right there on DeKalb yeah, Avenue. This was Spike Leach from right there. Yeah, I was right. from a park called Flatbush, Brooklyn. Flatbush, I know I it. I come from a town with Special Ed, Chub Rock, uh, UTFO. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I know that. Full, really well. full force. Cool. Cool. All right mm. then. Okay, so let's talk to Jesus Rose, um, representing uh, the younger demographic. So talk to me about this whole hip hop thing. What got you into it? Jesus, you have your mic muted. There you go. There we go. Yeah, I, I had to figure it out real quick. Um, what got me into music, honestly, is it, it you know, like bro was saying earlier, kind of music was kind of a therapy for me. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I grew up, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I stayed in one of the worst parts. Like I was born in one of the worst parts. I seen a lot at a very young age. I think my first time seeing somebody like die in front of me, I was six. Um, you know, my pops went to prison when I was about five, six. He was in and out of prison my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Um, but stuff that he was doing in the streets was starting to get close to home. So my mom ended up moving me and my family away from St. Louis to a smaller town, like a hundred miles outside of the city. Um, and I actually went from being in the hood where I never saw white people to being in a place where I only saw white people. So because of that, I kind of, even though I was only six, you know, I, I, was developed enough to realize like I was in a different environment. I was in an environment that I didn't really relate to. Um, and because of that, I felt like an outsider, you know what I'm saying? And then I dealt with racism um, on an extreme level. Um, when I was about 16, I would say 16 and a half, I ended up catching a case where it could have ruined my life for the rest of my life. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, the only thing that I could relate to was sports and music, you know? Mm -hmm. So my grandma's favorite rapper was Tupac. My grandma either listened to Tupac, Tupac. or either Tupac or, either Tupac or, or, uh, either Tupac or, uh, or Michael Jackson. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Those are the only two people I listened to, uh, growing up. So, uh, you know, that's where the nose ring came from. My grandma had her nose ring, but, uh, mm -hmm. You know, he, he spoke on a lot of real life things, you know what I'm saying? And because he spoke on a lot of real life things, you know, that's just what I, I gravitated towards. I gravitated towards the real stuff. Um, so music ended up really just being my therapy, you know what I'm saying? It, be, it mm -hmm. became my, my outlet whenever I felt un, 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 like not understood or when I felt like an outsider or when I just wanted to be around something that I related to more 
even though when I think back on it, you know, what I related to more was still kind of, it was still kind of toxic, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it was, it was what I knew. It was my culture, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. um, and, and because of that, you know, music kind of saved my life a little bit, you know? And how have you changed over uh, the years in your music journey? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I started out rapping. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I like I said, I come from a rough, I come from a rough place. So, you know, I, all of my homies was was gangers, gang bangers. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, robbers. You know, drug dealers. You know, we don't listen to no R&B. If we did, it's in our private time, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, I related to people like Tupac, DMX, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like Bone Thugs, you know? And then like when some of the newer artists came out, you know, I listened to a lot of like 50 Cent and Rick Ross and, you know. But as I grew older, I, I, I kind of fell in love with music to the point where I was trying to do everything from engineering, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Writing the music, singing the music, rapping the music. And I got tired of trying to get, you know, cats to sing things how I wanted them to sing them on my records. So I just started singing them myself. Uh -huh. And it was, it was funny because I, I grew up in church. I grew up in church. I played the drums in church. I sang in choir, you know, um, until I got old enough to make the decision and not go to church. <laughs> then my mom used to drag me to church. So I had to make it enjoyable for myself. But uh, not to say that it's not, but. And you know how it is as a kid. We either go to right. church. We go to church for the snacks or the sleep. You know what I'm saying? We trying to get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, once I got older, I got tired of trying to teach people how I wanted them to sing on my records. So I just started singing it myself, and I kind of found out that I actually enjoy singing. Mm -hmm. And then I actually ended up joining an R&B group randomly. Uh, a friend of mine, I, like when I was 16 and I, I caught that case, I ended up having to go to a different school. I got kicked out of the school I was in. Mm -hmm. I had to go to a different school and, you know, I was troubled. You know what I'm saying? My mom got married to a cat that I didn't know. I felt like he didn't have my mom's best interest. So me and him used to butt heads like all the time. Like it got deep, you know, and my mom just told me, like, I think it's best if if you're not if you're not here. I think that if you stay here, then it, it'll create a, a bigger problem for you in your future, you know? So, cause I was a high head, you know what I'm saying? I scrapped mm -hmm. a lot, you know? Um, so he was finna be the next one to get scrapped, but, <laughs> uh, but I ended up having to move out of my mom's house and I was, how old were you? Know, you? I was about 16, 16, 17. Mm -hmm. Um, and I bounced around a couple of my homies cribs and uh, I used to sleep at one of my friend's cribs. His name is Will. I was friends with his auntie and his, I was actually friends with his step pops. And uh, I used to just stay over his crib and I was singing in the shower and his mom would hear me singing. And she talked, she was friends with a guy who had an R&B group and they was looking for a fourth member. So they literally drove a hundred miles from the city down to this small town and just asked me to sing for him. And then I sang for him and it went from there. Then it turned into vocal lessons every week. You know, I was traveling and staying away from my family and just, I kind of just dug into the, to the music and the R and B really just shifted. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then like I just I don't know, I just experienced life more, you know? The more I got, the more I I I evolved and my paradigm shifted, my experiences changed, my music changed, and uh I was able to articulate on a way that more people would be able to understand from all different age ranges, from mm. young to old to white to black, every demographic I'm able to relate because I've experienced so much in all different facets of life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, my music has evolved tremendously because of that, you know. Now, the younger people, they want to be true to themselves. They they want to be authentic and they feel like letting go of that hard edge is losing something. You said a couple of things, you know, you said a mouthful here, um, but you talked about evolving as you evolved and you started to embrace other cultures and other experiences did you feel like you were losing anything did you feel like you were any less authentic nah if anything i felt like i had one up on majority of the people that i became uh that i interacted with you know i, I when i moved back to the city i realized that there was a lot of information that they didn't have that i ended up picking up because I was around people who lived a different lifestyle. You know, they, most of the friends that I had in the city, they didn't have both their parents. Most of the friends that I had when I moved to the country, they did, you know, mm -hmm. they didn't know about assets. They didn't know about buying land. They didn't know about owning property. They didn't know about, you know what I'm saying? Like all of the things that are generational, um, where I'm from, you know, but when I moved there, I was able to see all of those things firsthand and how it affected all of their, all of their lives, right. you know. So I kind of felt like I had edge. And then, like, at the same time, you know, even though I was in a place where, you know, most of them people were living a quote unquote better life, mm -hmm. you know, and they lacked edge. They didn't mm -hmm. have a warrior mentality. You know, right. they weren't able to. Uh, they didn't have they didn't exude the. They didn't exude the level of. Uh, they weren't hungry. Yeah, they weren't hungry for sure. You know what I'm saying? And they just didn't exude the tenacity to just go out and make something happen. You know what I'm saying? Because whenever you don't, whenever you come from nothing, it's like you kind of don't have a choice. You're back against the wall and it's like sink or swim, you know, mm -hmm. whereas. So that I kind of developed the 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 where how to fight through anything, you know? And whereas those people, they kind of had a, they kind of had more of a silver spoon. They didn't have mm -hmm. to work as hard as I did, mm -hmm. you know, for multiple reasons, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, what, what, do you think, what do you think made you take the tack of fighting for a positive experience? And, you know, you're here today, but I'm sure you have friends who are not here today because they made a less positive choice. Um, honestly, that's a, that was a battle throughout, like, the majority of my life because the majority of my life, you know, like bro was saying, like, I grew up in a household where my mom was working all the time, so she mm -hmm. was never around. My pops wasn't there. He was in prison majority of the time. When he wasn't, he was in the streets. So me and my brothers, we kind of raised ourselves. And mm -hmm. because we raised ourselves like that attention, that 
that nurturing, that, you know, that brother, that care that we wanted from our parents. We kind of, we kind of sought it from other places. Mm -hmm. So I did a, like when I was younger, I, you know, I kind of was a, a tap. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say a, attention sinking. I would say more so just codependent. So I would mm -hmm. do things to try to blend in. And, and I got a sense of brotherhood from my, from my guys in the streets. So, mm -hmm. um, what it were required to blend in wasn't always positive, you know what I'm saying? So right. that battle, it it fluctuated. But I think what really was the turning point for me, for real, to be honest, was getting shot and realizing that I could have died. You know, mm -hmm. um, I was in a lot of situations where bullets was flying, but like none of them never hit me. And then mm -hmm. when the one did, you know, you were in that hospital and, and you got doctors and you got police officers and they all telling you like, you lucky to be alive, you lucky to be alive. like it kind of shift your mindset, you know, because I'm at this point, you know, at that point I was around people that was getting big money. You know, I mm -hmm. was seeing lifestyles that were way different than what I was experiencing in real life. But I always saw on television. I always started in music, but I got older and I started to be around it because I was moving around differently, you know? And I was like, why am I, why am I wasting my life, you know, playing with this when it's people out here who are enjoying life, and they getting the most out of it. And 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 in all honesty, like what if if I don't make it, like how many people am I gonna affect? You know, and my little brothers look up to me. I got 15 little brothers, you know, and they look up to me. And if they following in my footsteps and they doing all of the same things as me, that means I'm leading them to a cliff, you know, and, and the only way off of a cliff is backwards or or off the edge. And I ain't really trying mm -hmm. to make them go either way. You know, I want them to go, I want them to flourish. And and they look like a superhero. So, you know, just that turn of that was a turning point for me. Um, and it, it, it turned me into who I am today, to be honest. Okay. All right. So in terms of how we can support you and um what you would like for, for people to know about your purpose, your mission. What do you want to say to us? Um, I'm going to say I make music for love. You know, I'm an R&B singer. And I think one of the biggest problems that we have in our culture specifically is a lack of a family dynamic. You know, I feel like our foundation has been torn away from us. And I think that's because we glorify and nowadays, especially the wrong things. Um, so in order to support me, the best thing I would say is stream my music, share my music. You know what I'm saying? Listen to my music and understand that, you know, love is is the balance. Love is how we, you know, shift everything. Family is mm -hmm. how we shift everything. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just it, you know? If y'all want to send some money through, you know what I'm saying? I'm always welcome to that. <laughs> you know, it's all going it, to get reinvested, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. No shame in that game. Yeah, Good you know, you. support the music, though, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how much how much of a bridge do you see um, between yourself and, and the other young artists like you and the goats like Grandmaster? You know, before I would I would have said I didn't see one, you know, mm -hmm. before I would have said that I didn't see a bridge. Um, 
simply just because like I just we started I don't know if y'all really I'm sure y'all have really paid attention to the game but like it was almost like for a minute like the music that was being created was so I mean I guess the word that I, the only word that come to mind is trash like it was just trash mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I was like how in the world are we going to come back from this you know mm-hmm. but every everything has a uh as a a counteraction to it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and people are hungry now for things with things of substance music of substance um yeah. so i think that that's the bridge i think that you know honestly i think r&b is the bridge i think r&b is the bridge to that you know where we can start getting back to making music that makes people feel um that people can relate to that uh and not just of one generation, of all generations, because we all listen right. to music. We all love music. We all inspired by it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I think I think R&B is the gap. To be honest, I think I'm mm-hmm. a big, I think I'm a big part of that bridge. Mm-hmm. You know? so. And that was the that was one thing I was scratching my head trying to remember what the question was that I wanted to ask earlier. Um, but that was the one thing that I was um, wondering about. Um, you said something earlier about how if you were listening to R&B, it was in the closet and in the house, you know, hidden away from from everybody else. Um, What brought you out of that? What brought you into the light? Realizing that even the hardest of hard dudes need love. You know what I'm saying? Like you got Pablo Escobar, he still had a wife. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you, you got everybody. Everybody need love. That's honestly the reason why half these cats out here doing the things that they're doing is because that's what they lacking. They don't have that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then honestly, I just at a point where I'm so confident in what God created. You know what I'm saying? Which is myself. I'm so confident in what He made. Like I don't care what nobody else think. You know what I'm saying? I done been through. I, I done been through it all. You know mm-hmm. what is the person gonna do or say to me to to sway me or make me? You know, not want to do something that my heart tells me to. We don't care about that. You know, we stand mm-hmm. on our crew and, and we do what we want to do. And right, I, I feel like every man should do that. You know, so I'm gonna be the example and do it first. You know, excellent, excellent, Grandmaster. Is there anything that you'd like to say to a, a young man like Jesus Rose as he's making his way in the industry and, you know, moving up in the industry. Follow your dream, have confidence and believe in yourself and try to be different. You know, um, you got to lead, don't follow. If you lead, they got to follow you. You know, you see, you don't want to follow them because they all doing the same thing. You want to stand out different. You want to give a different message to the world, you know? And just like you said, you've been through so much. And like I said too, God spared you. So you know, you already know what to do. You done made it this far. Now you gotta you explain everything that you went through and how you did it for the better. And now you're here to to do whatever it takes to help lift your family, your brothers, like you said. And that's what it's all about. What's that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I would I like to that, say something. Who, who's I would like to oh, say that, something? That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, Jesus, right? Yeah. What's up, bro? Uh, well, I love your story, bro, and uh, keep it going. I heard the word evolve, 
Um, I'm very big into evolving it spiritually. One thing I recommend to you, you sound like God gave you a talent, which God gives everybody a talent, but you found yours. Start If you meditate more and you start thanking God and you have faith in your tracks and you watch for the clues that God sends you because he's going to test you. That's how God works. He's going to test you before you get whatever you want in every circumstance. Meditate, gain your awareness, get the uh, hidden information from above, which is God himself. You know your talents, you're gifted. Take it to the next level. Pay attention. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, nah, you, you spitting facts, man. Meditation is actually a daily practice. Journaling, journaling is a daily practice. I practice stillness. Um, and, and me and God are close. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. That's my dog. You know what I'm saying? We have great conversations and I hear him, I hear him loud and clear. And anytime yes, I don't listen, he kicks me right in my butt. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. like that's you spin facts. I appreciate that, brody. Thank you. Yep. Proud of you. Likewise, now, Rudy, I'd bro. like to ask you uh, a, a question. Greedy? Is he with us? It should be. I can't mm -hmm. I can't see everybody. Let me text his phone telling me. I don't see him. Okay. All right. Greedy, 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 a busy man. We in the process. Greedy, right busy now. man. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we doing a lot right now, man. So his phone is going every day off the hook. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you know? Well, the, the question I was going to ask, and I'll just kind of throw it out there for uh, everybody, um, is one of the things that I'm seeing. Um, and it's, you know, it's been there to a certain extent, but I'm seeing more and, and more of it. I'm seeing a grounding in, in the music and I'm seeing more and more of the rappers and hip hop artists uh, finding their strength in, in God and finding no shame in talking about their spiritual beliefs in, in the music, in the videos. Why do you think this shift occurred? Ricky, let's 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 throw that question at you, Ricky. One more time. I'm sorry, I was trying to reach greedy. Okay. We don't uh, we don't let, wait. You 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 reach greedy and uh Ozzy had his hand yeah. up. So let, let's uh let's hear what Ozzy had to say here. Yes, the reason why the earth is is shifting is because there is being a, a vibrational shift, if that makes sense. There's being a mm -hmm. vibrational shift held on planet Earth, which means that nobody else has a plan other than love. The matrix is crashing. Let's just make that mm -hmm. make sense. The matrix mm -hmm. is going down. The rap songs are going away. Um, they're trying to introduce gays. They're trying to make everybody more loving in a simple way of the fact the matrix is going down. Mm -hmm. Simple. And has anybody ever said that you kind of remind them of Prince? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, was, I, I, was, I was like, <laughs> It looks a lot like Prince here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, future yeah. future coming soon. I'm going to be playing a Prince movie. Oh, nice, nice. I can see that. I can very much see that. That would so, be fine. That would be fine. Yeah. God, would. Jesus. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. I would. So, if it's cool, I would, I would like to answer that question too, though. I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. I think that one of the reasons why is because you know. It's hard to deny that God exists nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel like the devil is like kind of right in our face, you know, and if the devil exists, then God definitely exists, you know? 
And, you know, I, I, I think we've given, the earth has, is, has given everything a try. You know, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly, you know what I'm saying? The ups, the downs, the all-arounds, everything's been given a try. That's why we see so much chaos. We see, we see confusion. We see greed. We see war. We see all of the things, which in all honesty is historical. It's revolving. Mm-hmm. It always comes back around. You know, just like good always comes back. When Good always wins in the end. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, mm-hmm. you know, and God always wins in the end. So, you know, I think people are just, like you said, the matrix is falling. People are, people's eyes are being open to the truth. Yes. And you have the power of anything with your own mind. You can create mm-hmm. things with your own mind. Mm-hmm. So there's, you got the 12 universal laws. If you don't know your universal laws or you haven't read the 48 hour, 48 laws of power or the game of life and how to play it made in 1925 is a great book. I just read it myself. It teaches you the game of life. It, I mean, it's amazing. So we're definitely looking to that book, the game of life and how to play it because you can play okay. it just right. Okay, and, and and you see these these are some fly young men, and yet they read. Okay, reading is not just for for nerds, and intellectualism is not dead. Uh, you know, knowledge is power. Yes, knowledge it is. is power. Every knowledge day is power. Hurricane, doctor. Uh, before before, sorry. Go ahead. Just kind of wanted to throw that out to to you. What are your thoughts? You know, because you you talk to a lot of people, and I know that you're um, very insightful. What are your thoughts on on what's happening with this transition in the music? I <laughs> I I have to say this: it had to stop. People had to wake up. I mean, there is an awakening. Period. I mean, you can only have. Uh, a break in in the moment, right? You can have some sort of a stagnation. You can have some loss, but eventually people wake up and tend to feel like, what the hell is going on? I mean, to be honest with you, we had this discussion, you know, not all the music that's been going uh, has been, you can't even understand the lyrics. There is no content, you know, to it. There is no flavor to it. I mean, this beat can't even get the voices. I mean, it's been all synthesized to a degree, Mm -hmm. but, but, but the the core of what it is, the message, as, as grandmaster mentioned earlier, it's, it had it had a whole different meaning then and now it's coming back and you and i had that brief discussion mm-hmm. last time you know this is a a new age a new era and people you know there's a comeback i mean that's that's beautiful and the comeback is is based on that we just said we're talking about god we're talking about people are aware that this is something is off you know and i think mm-hmm. there is another element i i do believe that the pandemic did have something to do with it because yes, because a lot of people had the moment to reflect on life uh, better than ever because you go, you're running, everybody was running. Who who thought that this is going to happen? It happened. And we saw a lot of loss of life, instant. Nobody expected mm-hmm. it. And it was closer than, than ever than people thought about uh, worldwide. And then people also had the time to reflect. And and frankly, mm-hmm. a lot of people, when there's uh, you know some sort of an event or tragedy, that's when they find God. I mean, it's just right. You know, it's like you know that's where you like you wake up like, hey, time's up, time out. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I got to do something about it. And it changed, I think, the dynamics. And and the younger folks, you know, now are are reflecting on that. And I th- and I see it more on social media. I see it more yes, on, on the, the upcoming folks that are coming. And, and by the way, I love what I I heard today. I mean, to your point, I mean, these are like you guys are my, my son's age and, and, and I love what I hear from you. The fact that you are coming back and, and feeling it and you're seeing, and you, you're giving back and you realize what 
what is worth it, what is not, and the things that can make a difference. And you send in a message about it. So, so me personally, I think it is time uh, that that revolution, if you want to call it, you know, is 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 here, and uh, it is an evolution to the degree, as you mentioned as well, of where it needs to be. I mean, yes, we have a decline, and then you get only a certain you know point where you plateau and you have to kick back. It's like a roller coaster, right? It's like down. Now it's time to go up again, and I think we're doing that. And it is a, a beautiful thing to hear that we're getting to a better point than where we are. No, no offense to 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 some of the the, the last decade or whatever, or a couple of decades where things kind of got lost. I'm listen. I'm I'm 51. I'm old school. I I grew up in <laughs> in the hip hop and all that stuff, and I mm-hmm. I love the music. And you know, I have this debate with my kids. Like, I don't know what you guys are listening to and what you you know. It, it's not vibing with me. And my my daughter now is listening to my stuff <laughs> to a degree. But but it's not an influence or anything. It just everybody has its own time, right? Mm. I get it. You know, we you know if if I talk to someone that was in the sixties, like what the hell were you listening to, right? And that's just right. how it goes. Uh, but but there is a flavor that is kind of coming back to the reality to to a certain point where it makes more sense. It's uh, it's nicer at least to to listen to things. And I I feel it's it's back, and and I think it's gonna just get better and better. And so I don't know if I answered the question, but that's my feeling. Yeah, I mean, I I tend to agree with you because as I'm, you know, looking across the the different platforms at the different uh, musicians, I am seeing the old school marrying up with the the new school. And one of the things that I'm seeing that I'm loving is that I'm seeing the older generation starting to reach across the table and really reach out to the younger uh, generation. And there's receptivity there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're they're saying, how can we move forward together and create something fresh? I'm seeing uh, old music being incorporated into the the new music, refreshed and given a new spin, yep. and it's you know, better in some ways than the original. You know, it, it's it's been given a, a freshness and a crispness that a crispness that's exciting, and. You know, I see it because that old music did have such a message of positivity and such a message in general, because it wasn't always positive. I mean, you know, we had a lot of love songs back then, but, you know, there were a lot of broken heart love songs Mm -hmm. and they taught us how to have relationships and relationships is something that we kind of got away from. And, and, um, you know, how people were coming together was not really necessarily conducive to respecting ourselves and respecting each other and creating ways that we could build. And, you know, we, we watched the breakdown of, of families and, you know, even the breakdown of, of friendships. Cause I, I remember there was a point in time where I was looking at my son and watching him interacting with his friends. And there was this, this culture of getting over, you know, you were trying to get over on your friend and I'm seeing people come out of that now. And I think that there was a lot of pain in that and a lot of suffering that, you know, happened through it. And I'm seeing people, you know, reaching for something different now they're, they're tired. And, um, you know, on, on, on both sides of, of the fence, they're just tired and, and want to see the world going in a, a better direction than what we've had 
going because it's been toxic and you know the world is is in pain it is sick it is hurting and i for one am loving watching these generational bridges being built and uh i'm you know excited to see what's being created out of it well doctor i mean look this is a perfect you know uh, platform we have mix of generations and you know mm-hmm. we are talking the same you know almost the same language here although there is you know a good few decades of of i guess experiences and 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 just work but yet to your point it is getting closer there's a more uh, outreach from from the early generation generation to the new one and there's more work done so it is happening today more than ever and that's that's an awesome thing to hear so uh I'm 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 just super excited about it and and I love what we're doing here and it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did want to just give you a note that Dr. Bob Lee from I think WBLS is with us. Uh, oh, and, cool. Uh, yeah, we. I don't know if you saw him, but he's on on the back end. So I just want to make sure that you know he's been very quiet. I think. Well, <laughs> hey, Bob, he's taking in. notes. He's taking okay. notes. Right? <laughs> Well, bring him on in and let's let's uh, say hello and let's get a, a, a few words from him. Doctor, you uh, there he is. Yeah, I'm multitasking. I come on in about six minutes. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Minutes. <laughs> All <laughs> uh, right. Well, spit it on out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a little bit of radio and TV and I've been doing voice work most of the day. I choose okay. this day to, to do it. I have something called, um, that comes on during the day. It's called um, What's Going On? So okay. uh, we have this huge uh, college bus tour going around to a lot of the HBCUs. Uh, it, uh, it, it, it starts Monday, the 10th, and it comes back on the 14th. So it's going to start off. It's going to go to Lincoln University, and I'm going to miss somebody. But it, it's going to tour uh, from Pennsylvania to uh, Maryland to Virginia to North Carolina, South Carolina, and end up down there by where Drew lives in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. so Clark and Spellman and, and all that. And uh, we'll hang out a little more bit. House. Students. More house too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll make more house more grad. back. Yeah, in North Carolina and they'll go back to the city. But I'm going to stop off at my house over there in South Carolina and I'll be doing okay. a lot of radio work out of my, my personal studio. <laughs> okay. okay. So I'm just moving around, doing some things, you know, making it happen keeping myself uh, busy. But Drew and I, um, we grew up in the same area. And we, we uh, I mean, we came across a couple of genres of music. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I grew up in Queensbridge Projects. I was okay. playing music park over there. Okay. And uh, later on, Drew and I got together and we started visiting prisons. And we started seeing a lot of the people that we were playing music to in the prisons and sometimes they tried to hide sometimes they just came straight up to us say hey, bob what's up drew you know you know they, they, they just they didn't want us to remember you know <laughs> they tried to hide a little bit most of them but uh, mm-hmm. what we wanted to do was go in there and let them know that hey you know some people make mistakes we mm-hmm. get caught out there we grew up in a rough rough neighborhood like my brother uh jesus was saying you know people bullets passing you by and people dying on the benches from overdoses and everything and uh, getting kicked out of school. I listened to that whole thing while I I had the other ear on what I was trying to do. What time was it? Oh, I got a few more minutes. But um, yeah, a lot of us have been through some of the same things, but we have to take this and um, use it 
and use the platforms that we have that are out there to educate others. Uh, yeah. We have something called that Drew and I are working on with Curtis Blow and a lot of the early day rappers. And a lot right. of, well, we've got a huge team now. Um, it's called HHA. Okay. Hip Hop Alliance. If you go to hiphopalliance.org, you can see a lot of the, the work that we're doing and uh, what we're trying to put together to help others get what they need out of life as far as health care, because a lot of us are dying early. You know, so as far as doctor, you, you know, heart attack, strokes and all of that, high blood pressure, diabetes, all the degenerative diseases. So we're trying to put some things together that will help them out and get them involved in a union type of uh, atmosphere and help mm -hmm. them to realize that, hey, you know, um, you're not going to be able to do the same thing that you were doing when you were maybe 20, 30, 40 years old. That's the mind right. will say, yes, I can do this. But the body, if you didn't take care of it well, will say, ah, wait a minute. Hold up, mm. wait a minute. There wait you go. Do what you <laughs> think you want to do. So you have to begin to take care of yourself. We just want to create that awareness that there is something out there that will help out with that. Um, and that's and really an important thing because uh, so many of these artists, they hit that point where they start to pay with their, with their health. And then, you know, they've made good money along the way. And it can get sucked out from under them so quickly. You know, one bad health situation can suck everything you work for out from under you. Yeah. And people like uh, Grandmaster D and uh, a lot of the other artists, R&B, all genres of music, they travel the world. Yes. You know, not always eating right and sleeping right. And, you know, just not sleeping, not yeah. sleeping. And burning it up all over, the, you know, everywhere you go. But mm -hmm. Some people realize that, hey, you know, I have to do something to help myself so I can mm -hmm. create this longevity and then and then help others, help others by going to the prisons and going to the schools and just just creating the awareness that there's something different other than the, the, the lifestyle that we grew up in. See, there's right. a circle. There's a circle. Like if you grew up in the projects and you never get out of the projects, you just all you know. And so mm -hmm. like my brother Jesus said, you, you know, you got to get out into the country. I saw two different lives there. Wait a minute. What's happening here? Wait a minute. I thought it was just this. Now it's that. Well, wait a minute. I can do something more with myself now. Mm -hmm. I'm not locked into what I thought was the only thing that I knew. You know, right. Got a chance right. to see cows and horses. I never saw cows and horses until I started. <laughs> my father started driving us out into the country. You know, really? I cow, cow crap you know, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Until we started walking on the farm. You know, so we got out of the hood and found out that, wow, wait a minute. People, this is a whole nother planet here. People living like this out here. I want, I want that too. My father used to say, see that fine house, that fine car? You can have that too. All you have to do is stay in school. Get that education. Mm -hmm. Like you said, knowledge is power. Whatever you want to do in life, you have to get the knowledge of what to say, what to do, and how to be. If you can do that, you can get what you want out of life and help others get what they need because you get what you need by helping others. It's a circle yes. of love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's really important because like in the old days of, of Motown and all, they actually had courses in, in, in etiquette and how to dress and, you know, that savoir faire, how to present yourself in whatever situation. I think we have to get back to that to, uh, you know, to expanding the minds of our young people and not just our young people, but even our older people who have been trapped in situations that may not have allowed them to grow. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Bob Lee, um, I'm actually doing the HBCU tour myself. I'm going to be in North Carolina and South Carolina from 12 to the 16th. And then we're going to slide over to D.C. We're going to touch a couple places, probably New Orleans. Um, so hopefully I get a chance to meet you while we out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not exactly sure what it what specifics you're doing when it comes to the HBCU tours, but if there's a way that me and my camp can help you or anything, or we can just, you know, collaborate on anything, I would love to do that while we out there. You know what I'm saying? That can be real cool. Yeah. That's how, that does real good, helping others, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what we do it for. No, you go, you're going out and you, you know, we're going to do the same thing with mental health. We're going to go to the campuses and talk about mental health and combine music and comedy at the same time. And I just think, you know, it's a responsibility that we have right now. And I, and I think Dr. Bob Lee, I think of the old days of BLS with Frankie Crocker and people that came on and really entertained and gave back. And I think yeah. it's, a, it's a lost responsibility right now. And I think we've got to go to the campuses and we have to teach. We have to save lives. You're doing doctor and Jesus and, you know, going on the road. I mean, it's, it's kind of what our higher responsibility is. We started with Howard University. We started with WHUR. And we're going from there onward. And I just think if more people do that, that's how we're going to elevate our youth. And that's how we're going to spread the goodwill of hip hop. Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think through the music is a way that we really can reach our, our young people because, you know, music is a place where everybody can connect when we can use this as a tool for the betterment of the world. So, and it sounds like each and every one of you is about it. So, you know, you've, you've, you've all met each other. You've, you've all, you know, heard the stories and, you know, heard the projects. And I mean, there's some wonderful projects here. And if we all pitch in and get involved in each other's projects, you know, we can support each other. Uh, and that's the, that's the way it's done. You know, no, no man is an island and, uh, I mean, we, we each like to have our name attached to something, but we are stronger collectively than we are individually. And that doesn't mean that we can't have our own project, but we need to start reaching out more to each other and letting each other support us in our project. We can't get so caught up in the ownership of the project that we don't let it grow and don't let it become as much as it could be because we're holding on to it too tight. It's kind of like a child. If you put a, a strangle hold on the child, then the child isn't going to grow. So we, we need to raise these projects up. Um, tell us what we can do to help you with that project. Is he still here? I think he, he's... He was ready to to get on the air, so uh, yeah, he probably is, is has uh, he's, jumped. He's off live. And, yeah. okay. <laughs> we we can cool. tune into WBLS and then hear him, <laughs> you know, doing his thing right now. So, there but but go. but but, doctor, you said something powerful. Uh, in unity, there is strength. We know that, and and it's actually a motto. I think there's a Brooklyn, you know, piece in there. So yes. for for those of us that actually have lived their life in in Brooklyn, you would relate to that. But it's a worldwide, you know, concept. It's a it's a Bay Area thing too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a the Grand Army Plaza. LA. There's a there's a there's a, a a whole big sign that says it. So mm -hmm. I kind of 
I resonates there. And I just said it because I know that you mentioned Best Eye. We talked about Flatbush. We talked about, you know, yes. uh, Cumberland and Decab Avenue. So I, yeah, <laughs> you just sounded yeah. right. But but I wanted to to just ask everybody, I mean, to your point, how do we help? I mean, please do share with us uh, any links and any any things that you do in a promotion, whatever you have, and we can push it out on our network to to the people that watch and, and follow our systems. I mean, we have other, you know, we all can help and, uh, you know, we have our own following and so on and so forth and that can assist, you know, in terms of spreading the word and ultimately more people can be part of it. You never know who's going to see the value and chime in. So, I mean, that's one quick thing that we can do immediately to help. Uh, so, and again, uh, I think one thing that, that I heard and, you know, is that, we talk about health and you mentioned something about you can spend, you can have the money, but one bad element and then you're done. And yeah. I, I think that's, a, that's a big question for all artists. And, 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 you know, it is, it is, we've heard stories where people can, can really go through tough times, even though you yeah. had a nice, you know, uh, patch of a career and then all of a sudden something happens and it's bad, but, but healthcare is still difficult. Um, and the question is really to our artists, you know, how do you, manage that i mean it is a tough place to be i mean uh we don't talk about that i mean there's mental health we talk about this physical health there is you know being tired all the time from working late hours and long hours and so on and so forth so how how do you uh or anyone you know can join this this part of the, the question how do you deal with that i mean what are measures that you have in place and uh you know because again the food can be a problem <laughs> the the atmosphere can be a problem all the stuff that we are uh exposed to so what what is that I mean, I can. I love to answer that. Yeah, go for it, babe. Um, well, first of all, I love what I'm hearing from every single one of you guys. Um, you guys are pretty cool. Um, but first, to answer that, I go to the gym Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, you got to make the gym a place that you can let out your emotions to. Mm -hmm. um, you feel better. You look better. Second, yeah. I meditate daily. Meditation, it brings you together to where you can speak to your higher self. We are all creators. Everyone on earth is a creator. So pull out your creating ability from connecting with who you truly are. Because if you don't know who you truly are, then, you know, like when you ask somebody, who are they? They, they give you your name, but your name is not you. You are the soul behind it. So figure yes. out who you really are. And that will help you carry out way, way in life. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and eating right. You got to eat your veggies. Hey, <laughs> hey. And when you eat your veggies, you got to eat from the rainbow, eat from all of the colors in the, the food groups, the your green. oranges, your blues, your greens, your, your, your reds. They all have different antioxidants in them. And the antioxidants, the only place you get antioxidants is in fruits and veggies. So eat from that rainbow. And another tip for all of you out there is when you shop and you want to eat healthy, shop the peripheries of the grocery stores because the fruits and vegetables, the, the, the meats, the substantive foods are always around the periphery of the grocery store. The cookies, the ho-hos, the soda pop, all of that is always in the center of the store. So shop the periphery and leave the rest alone. That's facts. It's all about nutrition, 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 nutrition. You are what you eat. Yes. You are what you eat. And not only are you what you eat, 
in terms of foods, you are what you consume in terms of literature, music, culture, all of that is pouring into your body. As we said earlier, everything that touches you has an effect on you. And if you don't think so, think about the stress that we saw came up. Um, not to get political, but I mean, I don't think there's anyone that's going to argue that during that Trump administration, there was a big shift and there was a lot of stress that happened. And uh, a lot of people found that they didn't really have the coping mechanisms that they needed to, to deal with some of the situations. And then if that wasn't bad enough, we dumped COVID on top of that. And so already frazzled systems just kind of started to come apart and mental health became the flavor of, of the day. How many people have we seen melting down in the, the recent years? And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because it allows people to see that it can happen to, to anyone and that it's important to share your feelings and to let it out not hold it all in because if you do hold it all in then that's when you have the suicides that you never saw coming so you know you are what you eat in in so many different ways but if you eat those fruits and and, and vegetables you get those good nutrients into uh, the the body that feed the brain that give you the antioxidants to support your system push those endorphins through, you're going to be in a much more positive place. And the, when you the feel healthier, good, you look good. The healthier the body, the stronger the spirit. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And certainly, certainly, certainly nourish yourself spiritually. Nourish yourself spiritually. And you know, there's someone going out there, oh, I'm not, you know, into the church. You don't have to be into the church to nourish yourself spiritually. You know, if, if, if church is what does that for you, then fabulous. But you do not have to be into the church to nourish yourself spiritually. You do have to nourish yourself spiritually, though, in order to thrive in any other aspect of your life. Your spiritual is your core. It's your base. It's how you relate to anything and everything else in the world. So, um, oh, I'm struggling here. You're going to have to help me out again. iPhone. Oh, <laughs> well, hi. Well, I, I'll, I'll just say, I'll say this. I have just enjoyed these young people so much. I, it, it's kind of mind boggling. So I'll go on and give a testimony since they are when you're talking about physical health. Um, right before COVID and during COVID, I had a very very successful business, multi-million dollar per year business, almost 700 employees in 13 states. And I got something called PAD, peripheral artery disease in my legs. And I, my legs hurt for years, but I ignored it. I ignored it. I ignored it. My wife pushed, pushed, pushed. I lied and wouldn't go to the doctor. I was too busy. I ignored it. I ignored it. Well, it finally hit me and I'm okay now, but for two years and three months, I lived in almost so much pain. I really would have rather be gone. The pain was so bad. Um, as a result of that and COVID, 
you go from making, you know, a lot of money to nothing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that is really something. So I want to encourage everyone that life is a journey. You will go up. It will go down. However, since we were talking so positive about spiritual growth, oh, that was the only thing that carried me through that. My family and my spiritual. I knew it'd be all right. I knew it would be all right. Um, but that was the first season in my entire life that I had gone through something. Really, I, I like these other two young men. I came to two parent home, mother, father, sister, dog, big house, private <laughs> school, college, got married, two kids, boy, girl, dog, big house. I mean, all of the stuff that the American dream is supposed to provide, I lived it. But man, oh man, one day those feet hurt so bad, I fell and I've fallen several times, but I fell and that day everything changed. So you got to have a grounding, got to have the people who love you, you got to be spiritual world. So uh, I'm on my way back now, bigger and better, and it's no problem. I'm stronger than I ever was before, but I, you know, I wasn't going to share that, but I must say, to, to, you know, to Jesus and to Austin, these young people, golly, you guys are sharp. I was nowhere near that sharp in my twenties. I was not. Um, and it, it's amazing to what you come from. Um, I couldn't have come from that. And you've got to share your stories. You have to, I mean, I, I'm encouraged listening mm-hmm. to it. So thank you for, for hosting the show, but what, what a powerful, what a powerful experience this has been for me. And, um, I've grown myself. So thank you, young people. Uh, an older person has learned from, from you young people. So keep it up. Keep it up. Just be careful. You know, really be careful. It, 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 be careful. That's it. Rosie agrees. <laughs> she has spoken. Thank young ladies as well. My goodness, what they're doing. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Amazing, UNLV. Go ahead, UNLV. But that is amazing what they're doing. So, you know, I. I didn't even know these four young people out here, but now I know. Mandy, um, Marissa jumped off, so she really didn't get to talk too much about um, her program. Um, can you just give us a quick little synopsis of, of what she's doing? Oh, okay, yes. Um, well, it's both of us, too. We both went into business together. So um, what we do is we provide... Um, just kind of an opportunity to teach kids positive coping skills through art. Um, we Great. host events for them. Um, I believe our next one we have up in Georgetown. And um, we're also just working on another event in Chicago. Actually, a hip-hop talent show as well, just to give back to the community um, and survivors of domestic violence. Um, so we just we design coloring books as well. Um just kind of, uh, we're pretty new. We started about a year ago and we just love to give back to the community, raise donations, proceeds, and just give back. Um, so very, very, very grateful to just have a platform that can do that. And that's, I mean, that's such an important mission um, because people a lot of times have the, the mindset that, you know, women who are involved in domestic violence, they come from lower incomes and, and bad families and so on and so forth. And any woman can be uh, a victim of domestic violence. I, I had never seen that as a young person. And I myself was a, a victim of domestic violence. Uh, earlier, we saw Rihanna, you know, was a victim of domestic violence, you know, uh, it can happen to anyone. 
Yes. And actually some mind blowing statistics, um, actually men are affected a lot too. So there's one in three women and one in four men. And so I see a lot of people come through the shelter, um, of all different walks of life. And, Mm -hmm. um, it definitely is just something that needs to be more education in the communities, honestly, about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and you know, men do sometimes get forgotten in that formula. You know, we were supporting the women because, you know, yes. we assume that it's, it's, it's women. Um, but the men need to be included in that on, on two different levels. One, um, supporting them if they are indeed the victims of domestic violence, but realizing that these men who are, uh, involved in the domestic violence, who are the perpetrators of the domestic violence, it isn't just because they just get some thrill off of beating on women, they're broken too. And they're, they're lashing out and expressing their pain and their anguish and their frustration in the wrong ways. So they also need help. Yes, you are absolutely right. Um, And then you start, you know, once people are in those situations, they start projecting those behaviors onto each other as well, too. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely, you're absolutely correct. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, thank you for the the work that you're doing. And and I've been watching uh, you guys do your thing. And and you've got some some big projects and you're doing beautiful work. Thank you so much. We appreciate the support. (laughs) Now, I can't see. That's dope, uh, Mandy. Good job. Thank you so much. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, keep it up. Thank yeah, you. I can't see Ricky, but I'm sure that he is still here. Or not. He is. Oh, he is. But Dr. Muted. Bob Lee is here. So, Dr. Bob Lee, would you like to have a, a word? No, I think he's on, on the show already. So, oh, okay. I guess he, he popped back in and then popped back out again. So, Ricky, um, why don't you talk to us uh, because you're 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 working with a ton of different artists and and you know you're you're doing some great things too. So talk to us about what it is that you're doing in the industry. A little of everything. I'm telling you, I know, uh, got some going with Motown now, where we're taking the masters. And we're stripping them down and taking the acapellas, for example. Um, Nakapella James and doing songs with like um, Bruno Mars featuring Rich James. And then we have the computer um, images to make videos. So Motown is returning back to its roots. Mm-hmm. Um, not really signing a whole bunch of new acts, but um, making new music with old acapella. So Lady Gaga can do a duet with uh, Diana Ross mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And um, it's a way, it's a new stream of income for the label. Um, doing things like that and doing metaverse. Um, you, you'll see Bruno Mars and Rick James in the metaverse doing a concert and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I'm working on some really different stuff. I also manage um, a guy named Keith Murray, who is a legend um, who I'm going to... Um, when we do our mental health uh, thing in May, because May is men- Mental Health Month, um, I want to bring him on. He's um, had some battles with PCP, and mm-hmm. it kind of messed up his head. You know what I mean? He's just not the same. 
And I want to talk about that. So I'm doing, um, uh, this is not, I got um, Hazel E from Love and Hip Hop. I'm working on a, a record with her. I'm booking shows. I'm producing stuff. I mean, like, um, uh, like I said, you know, my phone rings and it's always something. It's Snoop, you know, Snoop and children books now. Well, actually, oh, that's something that I'm land. hooking up I'm right now. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's another company that just approached me that wants to work with him. Um, I don't know if he'll do it because he does have Doggy Land, but we'll see. Um, but like I said, every day it's something new, and um, I really need help, honestly, because you can't really, like Kwame was saying, um, it takes a team, and you can't do things well by yourself, and that's what I'm facing. I mean, I can't really get to everything because there's so many things coming my way. And, um, but you know, I love it. I've, I've done it all my life. I grew up in the business. Um, I grew up around Mo Austin and, um, um, Clive Davis and Dick Griffey and Lonnie Simmons and all these great people. Um, so it's, it's kind of all I know, you know? Um, mm -hmm. but I love it. I love what I do. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm just, you know, I'm really excited about the things that I see happening in, in the music, the shifts that are, are going on because, you know, again, the world is so troubled right now. And I think yeah. that the, I yeah. think the music is a place where we can begin to, to heal. And I think that these artists that are now starting to come together and bolster and strengthen each other and, you know, reaching across genres, you know, um, white artists working with black mm. artists, working with, you know, Filipino artists, working with, you know, right. different types of music, hip hop, right. working with, with, with country and, and, uh, rap and everybody supporting each other i think that we are going to come together through the music and through the leadership of the artists and i think that uh, people are taking artists a lot more seriously now because you know before you know mm -hmm. if you were in the entertainment world in any kind of sense well you didn't have a brain you were just an entertainer but now artists are speaking out and they're you know they're seeing the intelligence and the, and the wisdom um and the forward thinking that these artists are are doing and their world views and i really think it's going to make a huge difference well before before doctor we had gatekeepers you could only if you didn't have a ton of money you weren't yes. going to get and if the, if the indie wasn't going to play the record and they, you know, now the, the power is in the artist, the independent artist. Now yes. it, it doesn't cost a lot of money to get your music up there. And right. if they, you know, they work social media correctly, you know, they can make some stuff happen. And that's why, you know, you see all this music that's popping that's new and innovative because mm -hmm. it no longer has to be this formula, you know, rhythmic hip hop country, you know, now you can have this merging of cultures and if it comes out and it starts streaming, it can pop. And right. because it's, uh, you know, the power right now is in the independent artists, which is an exciting time. Yes, yes, and indeed. And, uh, you know, I mean, as, as Ozzy was saying, I, I think there really has been a, a, a shifting and a lifting. And as he said, that the, the matrix is, is imploding. It can't continue to go on the way that it has. And so these young people are really invested, heavily invested 
in doing something different because for for those of us who are are 50 and older um you know we're we're on the other side and we we've, we've got uh, more life behind us than we have in front of us so we're at the point where we are wanting to make a difference they're at the point where they're needing to make a difference because they're going to be living in this world for a very long time. And if it doesn't take a turn, it's, it's, you know, it's headed in an ugly direction. So I, you know, I I think that uh, (coughs) great things come out of, uh, out of need and, and desires come together to meet those needs. And so I, I really am excited and looking forward to, you know, the things that are going to come out of these collaborations. And I do hope that all of you will reach out to each other and see how you can work together on on projects and support each other. And I think we, we need a we are a lot the world more of these song. conversations. We we we, we need to what? We need a we are the world rap song. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm 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 putting you in charge of uh, getting that going. They so you, you, you <laughs> spoke it, so let's make it happen. So yeah. yeah, and anybody in here who wants to connect with me, I'm able for connection. So okay, I already okay. followed you, and 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 I'm already connected. <laughs> there yes, we go. sir. Thank you. So, so, so we can stay, you know, by the way, everybody here, I mean, we should all connect and, and, and just push and help and support. And uh, that's what it is. I mean, it's all about, as you said, doctor, it's knowledge and we have to spread the knowledge. And I love what you said, doc, where, you know, those of us who have the 50 mark and, you know, and you're, you're, you're heading out, it's more about the legacy. It's more about putting and helping and guiding and just being there and sharing some of the values that we've learned and, in, you know, in, in our lives. And for the youth, you guys are the future and the wave that's coming next and we're here to support. So whatever we can do to make it happen, we will. And it's, I mean, it's, it's exciting to me to hear the positivity that's coming out of you all and, and to hear the, the wisdom you know that you're 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 paying attention to the world around you and wanting to to make a difference and wanting to live inside of purpose. So I'm just I'm I'm really thrilled to be having these conversations with you, and feel very blessed to to have you sharing them on our show. And we hope to to have you all back again. So we're at the top of the third hour. So this will probably be a three part show. <laughs> Uh, two parts maybe one we'll see <laughs> it, it flew it, it the flow is right so it's it's all good yes so i heard somebody trying to say something there thank you for having us thank you <laughs> thank you so much for for being here so i guess with that um if each of you can throw out just one message you want our audience to to take away Keep it short so that they remember it. One takeaway message. We'll start with you, Mandy. Oh, Mandy, sorry. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Never give up. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Never give up. Grandmaster D, what you got? Keep unity in the community because without unity, we won't have a community. 
Ooh. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm going to use that one. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. Gary Bernstein. Follow the light. You follow the light, go to where you're supposed to go. You guys are good. I really like this. You guys are really good. And iPhone, help me out here. Give me your name again. <laughs> Stop <laughs> calling you iPhone. <laughs> you're, you're muted. Oh, that mute button is hard. My name is Mark. My name is Mark. Thank you for keep bringing me in on this. And I'm going to do what Gary did. He said, uh, follow the light. I'm going to say, be the light. Be the light. That's one of my favorite ones. Be the light. And I think that Dr. Lee is with us. I can't tell if he's actually on the radio or if he, because it looks like he's with us. So uh, Dr. Lee, if you're with us, you know, just unmute and uh, give us your. Um, there he is. See. Oh, there right. he is. Yeah. <laughs> So what have you got for us? If, if there's one takeaway for our audience, what would that be for you? What you are is God's gift to you. What you make of yourself is your gift to God. So choose your choice and let your choice control the chooser. And remember, whether you say you can or you can't, either way, you are right. So say you can and you will. That's good. Go. There you go. Uh, that's that, good. That, that's really good. <laughs> oh, that man. All right. Really good. Hurricane. Oh, that's going to be a tough comeback after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to follow you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, what, what am I going to say? Uh, just, just, you got to do it. You got to be in it. You got to make it happen, period and out. And um, that's it. Okay. Excellent. And uh, one of the taglines for our show. You are your greatest asset. Invest in yourself. And the other thing is, you know, be the light bearer. You bring it. One thing, one thing I would like to say is uh, through the darkest night, no matter how dark it is, the sun will be risen. I actually made a song about this. Um, no matter how dark it is, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. So. Yep. Okay, yes. And, you know, for, for those of you who have songs, because several of you have mentioned, you know, the songs and, and you know, these messages of, of positivity, uh, if you don't mind sharing those songs with us, Hurricane will eventually get this sound system together <laughs> so that we can get these songs on the, on the air. And, you know, we'd love to support you and, you know, get those songs out there, share them and, uh, you know, share that's, that positivity. That's awesome. Well, good night. I'm going to, I'm going to chime off. Good night. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night Thanks everyone. for being with us. <laughs> good, night. good night, everyone. And you all have been listening to Chatters That Matters. Let's talk about it. I am your show host, Dr. Cheryl Bryant-Bruce, MD, the celebrity doc with my co-host, Hisham Elamanti, Hurricane H. So please make sure you come back and join us again next week. The guests just get more and more exciting. The conversations get deeper and deeper. We look forward to seeing you next week. Like us, tag us, share us. God bless. Chatter that matter.com.